Once again, yeah, this is the way now we look into the entire well-being. And today, today we want to zoom into the learners' well-being, the parents and even uh, the teachers in schools. How do we prepare ourselves uh, for the new academic year? So on the line, I have been joined by uh, Sis Getty Chauke, a seasoned social worker with a wealth of experience in working with learners, especially those, um, you know, facing social and economic challenges in South Africa. Sis Getty, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So as the new academic year begins, um, could you share maybe some insights into the specific social and uh, economic issues that are learners uh, in the country, more especially also in the townships, right, um, often face and how these challenges can impact their academic performances? Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to zoom into, uh, I will talk about parents first. Mm. The first challenge that we face when it comes to learners in our schools, because I'm a school social worker, is that learners do not participate um, in their children's education. There are very few parents who actually know and understand what's happening with their children. And secondly, parents are not aware of the services that are offered by the school to their children. They do not take the time to go and um, do their research or ask or understand what... um, the resources that their children have available to them so that they can be able to use them efficiently throughout the year because they do have um, resources available. And then now let's go to the um, to the learners. When it comes um, to the learners, we have a challenge of our learners are, face, are going through a lot um, socially. So they come, they come from their homes, they come from different backgrounds, they interact and then they get to realize things about themselves within the school system, within the school grounds, and um, they're also not sure of where to go, who to talk to. So I'd say that um, the resources that the learners have, they are not aware of the resources that they have, and also the parents are not aware of the resources that the learners have. I don't know if there is um, confusion between um, the schools uh, not informing um, the learners of the resources that they have, because sometimes you deal with learners and you'll find out during a session that the learner actually has a lot of problems that are becoming a barrier to their education, which is why they're not performing well, because they are not aware of the services that they also have that could actually assist them, even within the communities, outside the school environment. We have organizations that are working with learners and actually preparing them to get ready for school, actually preparing them to do well and excel but learners are just not aware of those resources. Mm. So, okay, maybe if you can also um, enlighten us a little bit more there in terms of um, the uh, the resources that are for parents and also the resources that are for the learners uh, that are not aware of. Okay. Um, for example, in schools, we have learner support agents. So um, learner support agents, um, they work as they bridge the gap between the social worker and the learners. So they are placed in schools and they deal with uh, vulnerable learners. So they oversee the learners, they talk to the learners, they deal with the problems that they have. They know um, if a learner has a certain problem, then they will refer the um, the learner to the social worker, to a psychologist, um, to whichever resource that that learner needs at that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we also have HIV coordinators at schools or as SBST coordinators who are in a multidisciplinary team 
they deal with behavioral challenges of the learners. These are also school teachers. So um, those are people that are available to learners that do not have learner support agents. They can go and actually talk to them about the problems that they face and the coordinators will be able to come to us and talk to us as social workers that uh, I want to refer these learners, they have the following problems and then we'll be able um, to assist them, right? Mm. You see, yesterday I was speaking to the spokesperson for the um, Eastern Cape Department of Education, uh, Mr. Mtima, and um, here we spoke about some of the issues um, that more especially for me that I have seen uh, with the learners, right? We see uh, uh, there's an issue of um, alcoholism, there's an issue of uh, drugs, and you'll find that at the end of the day, youngsters will be using these substances, and the parents are not aware of these issues. And they, 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 they go to school and pose as if maybe they're innocent, and they go home, pose as if they're innocent. But now, between home and school, there is just a lot of things that happen here in between. And for a parent... How do we make sure um, that we are more into the, the children's affairs and, fa- and understand what they do on a daily basis without maybe um, driving them away? And how do you get them open up? Okay, thank you so much. Unfortunately, being a parent is a very hard job. Mm. Um, you can do your best. Um, you can ensure that you have all the resources. Um, you are in touch with your child but you never really know. Mm. But what I would actually say um, is that parents need to talk to their children more, right? Have an open relationship with their children. Parents need to know um, their children's schedules, their children's friends. Unfortunately, it's very important for a parent to even know the friends that your children, your child has, where they hang out, who they hang out with. And to a certain extent, um, speak in the same language that they speak, be their friend, but also make sure that you're still a parent, you're still um, able to discipline your child, you're still able to ensure that your child is in the right direction. Mm. And also, if we go back, go to the school, talk to the school teachers, know how your child behaves at school so that you can differentiate, is it different? Does your child behave differently when they are at school? Do they behave differently when they are um, when they are home? Do they behave differently when they are at their friend's house? Right. Mm. Those are very. That's a very. That's very important information. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds like it's a lot, but those are the things that you need to do um, as a parent. Most and also, definitely. if possible, make use of um, go to counseling with your child if you see that there is a need. Right. Mm. Make use of the resources that you have. Um, there are organizations that actually offer free counseling sessions with um, professionals that are trained that are going to be able to talk to your child if you suspect that there is um, substance abuse or there is um, there's something happening with your child. Mm. So now I've, I've just uh, spoken about, uh, you know, the issues of drugs and substance abuse that we're speaking about right now. Um, we do have all those uh, current uh, social economic landscapes. How can schools now collaborate with social workers and uh, community organizations to create a more supportive environment for learners? I know that um, for different communities, there are different structures. But in the community that I am in currently, they have a forum 
um, in the forum we will have a representative of different um, organizations and even the school will send its own um, representative where we collaborate and we work together. Right, we, um, if the school needs help from a social worker, they are able um, to communicate with them via phone call, via email, or they can physically go um, to the organization and actually communicate with the social worker and state um, their problems. We also work through learner support agents, whereby the school has a learner support agent that actually identifies the vulnerable learners that they have. Because if a learner is abusing substances, then that learner is vulnerable. There's mm. something happening with that learner. There is an underlying issue um, with the learner, right? So, um, and other schools uh, will refer the learners personally by themselves. They will, repeat, they will refer the learner to a social worker, to a psychologist, or to an organization to an organization that they believe would be suitable for um, their, that particular learner. And they also have disciplinary procedures, but they do consult um, with social workers and um, psychologists. So it depends on the community and also the schools and the structure of the school because schools operate differently in different um, places. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, this is lovely that you're giving us right now, a beautiful insights there. And I just want to go back to that, uh, you know, to what I've just said now. How can now educators identify signs of uh, social economic stress or maybe challenges in their students? And um, you have spoken about the resources for uh, the learners and the parents. But now I want to get into the, the educators now. Uh, what resources or support systems should be in place within schools to address these issues promptly? Okay. Um, when it comes um, to, um, to the educators, um, there are several workshops that I believe do take place. But I'll just um, hint a few things. It's very important for an educator to know your learners. Mm. You must know the learners that you have in your class so that you are able to um, notice that this particular learner is now withdrawn. This particular learner is now becoming hyperactive. So you look at the behavior. Behavior um, tells you a lot about a child. Um, any child, whether the child is in high school, primary school, the one thing that um, teachers should look or educators should look out for is the behavior of the learners because they know they are learners. They know how they would normally behave and they know when they are behaving um, in a way that they don't normally behave in. So those are the signs. And then you talk to the learner and then you ask them, are you okay? Is everything okay at home? I've seen you behaving like this. You are withdrawn in class. How can we assist you? But the main thing is to build rapport. Mm. So you need to build a relationship with your learners. And um, I've been seeing that um, a lot of teachers are doing that um, because I do work with a lot of schools. So a lot of teachers have a very good relationship um, with their learners. So they're able to pick up when there's something wrong with their learners immediately and they refer their learners so big up to the teachers. They're doing a very they do, doing a great job. Awesome stuff. And uh, looking ahead, what are some initiatives or maybe projects that you believe um, would be beneficial in creating a more resilient and empowered student community uh, in South Africa and more especially uh, in those impoverished townships? Okay, I believe um, we should have we should continue to have um, engagement 
continuous engagement um, between parents, um, educators, and learners. Mm. That's the only way we could actually improve our education system. And the people that um, know exactly what they need, it's actually the learners. So if we could be learner-centered, um, if um, as, a, as a community, as a country, we could be learner-centered, um, listen to the learners, listen to their voice, listen to their opinions, how are they affected, what do they think could be changed, uh, what do they think could be implemented in their schools, I believe that um, we do um, a lot better. Mm. We're not doing bad, but we do a lot better. And within, um, when we're talking about the, our schools um, in the township, because I work with schools in the township and, and I work um, with schools that have uh, learners with certain barriers, especially vulnerable learners, I want to say that they, um, ever since I started working with them, mm. my perception of the learners has changed. My perception of how I look at a learner and the environment that they're in has changed a lot, Mm. right? Mm. These are the learners that we need to be particularly kind to because these these learners are very... um, um, I'm looking for a particular word, but I can't seem to find it. Yes, they're very vulnerable, but Mm. they have a lot of potential, Mm. right? So... um, if we pay attention to them and we give them the extra care, the extra kindness, the extra resources, we can actually unlock that potential and make it a reality for them to actually perform well. But mm. for a child to perform well, we need to look at the certain factors that they are surrounded by. Unfortunately, you cannot remove the child from the environment, but you can only assist them to be better so that they can see beyond the environment that they are in. Mm. So That's true. why we continue to motivate, we continue to talk, we continue to engage, we continue to have sessions, we continue to do whatever it is that we can do to be able to assist. All right. So in conclusion, what message or advice? I know you have given us a lot already, um, but oh. this, this would be your, your parting shots. Um, the message or, or the advice you'd like to share with uh, the learners, parents and educators as well as they embark on this uh, new academic year, more especially or particularly considering the unique circumstances that we are saying right now, these are, vun- are vulnerable children and also uh, delicate, I should say, we should, they should be handled with care. And, um, you know, like there are so many issues faced by, uh, by, 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 by the youngsters, the teachers, even the learners as well. So maybe your advice to them. I would really advise, um, guide, if you are a guidance, you are a parent, um, you are in a position of taking care of a child that is going to school, be a lot kinder to them, engage a lot more with them. You'd be surprised of the things that they will tell you if you actually took the time to talk to them, you know, um, to participate and engage in their life and be interested. Unfortunately, parents now need to, especially if you have a teenage child that's in high school, you need to be interested in their lives Mm. so that they can give you feedback and you are able to then assist them. Um, the best way you know how. And also be aware of the resources in your child's school. Be aware of the resources in your community. You must know what you have in your community. Uh, For example, we have homework clubs, we have um, body clubs, we have study clubs, 
we have a lot of things, but a parent must be aware of those things so that they can advise. Sometimes our children just need to hear us say to advise them. And lastly, I know I've said a lot, affirm your children. Mm. In kindness, affirm them. Tell them that they are beautiful. Tell them that they are smart. Tell them that um, they have a, a bright future ahead. Tell them the good things about themselves. Highlight the good things. I know as parents, sometimes we like highlighting um, the negatives, the things that our children do wrong. But for a change, surprise them. Highlight the good things that they're doing. Um, show them that you are where you can see them. Um, you acknowledge the efforts that they put in. Thank you very much, Sisketi. We really appreciate your time today and uh, for these insights. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely stuff. And that was uh, Getty Chaoke. She's on the social worker with a wealth of experience in working with learners, especially those facing social and economic challenges in the country. And uh, with that, let's head into our news bulletin.